Hey, welcome to the 7 Days Podcast. This is another fairly short, kind of weird episode. Mostly, uh, this podcast has spawned so many other podcast ideas uh, that uh, eaten up a lot of my time, man. And uh, Or even just uh, from doing this podcast, I guess I've kind of realized like I need more to do in my week in general. So that's good. I've got other stuff going on in my life. Uh, it's a good thing that I kind of don't have a ton of time for this show anymore. Because at first, you know, it was eating up my whole week, just giving me something to do to not go mental. And now, uh, I don't need that as much anymore. But I'm going to try to keep doing an episode every week of just seven somethings. So, this week is seven weird details about being a pirate. So I was babysitting. That's one of the things I've been setting up is to babysit more often, get out of the house go hang out with some kids, uh, spawned a whole podcast. It's on keithcourage.com where I interview some toddlers every week about their weird uh, thoughts about whatever. And one of the things I found is uh, one of them was showing me this book he had called I Wish I Could Be a Pirate by Savior Perota and Chris Mould. And it's like a... Uh, a pop-up book. It's a pretty cool book. But what really surprised me about this book is it's called I Wish I Could Be a Pirate. But basically the whole book is about why you would never want to be a pirate. For a pop-up book, this thing does not pull punches, man. There is some creepy, weird shit in this book. So let's go through the seven things that most stood out to me. Number one, cats kept the ship free of rats. Pirates believed black cats brought good luck. I just thought that was interesting. It never occurred to me that they would have cats on a pirate ship. I mean, that's pretty cool. I guess that makes sense, especially if there are rats stowed on board man that cat is gonna kill those fuckers but how weird is that like you know you see cats that just live in bookstores and stuff occasionally but to be a cat that lives on a fucking pirate ship like what the fuck man what a weird life that must be i guess it's better to be the cat on board than a pirate but i don't know they also talk about how they eat uh if meat gets low, you know, they'll like eat their pirates. They had a really good sounding recipe for pirate stew. Did I say pirates? They're parrot. <laughs> really good recipe for parrot stew. So I assume they would eat the cat also in dire times. But that's just weird. I never thought about that. Number two, pirates who refused to do their duty were flogged with a whip called a cat of nine tails. They were always hit 39 times, usually by the quartermaster. This punishment was called Moses's Law. I looked up Moses's Law, and all that comes up is the Law of Moses, which seems to have nothing to do with this, so I have no idea why it's called that or why it requires 39 hits. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who, why would you refuse to do your duty? You're just on a pirate ship anyway. You can't go anywhere. Just go do your duty. Don't get fucking whipped. That'll come up later, too. It's like, I don't know who these rebellious pirates were, but uh, it's not a good call. Number three. At night, the crew slept in hammocks hung between the ship's beams. They kept their clothes and personal belongings in wooden chests. But on hot nights, everyone slept on deck. Bedtime was laid down in the ship's rules and was usually about 8 o'clock. Now that I thought was super interesting, that if it's hot out that they would sleep on the deck of the ship. That is so cool, like that's another thing I never thought about. Like what a weird little image to think of that, right? Like somewhere in history there was a pirate who had insomnia 
and was just laying on the deck of a pirate ship surrounded by other pirates and just staring up at the twinkling lights of the sky. Like, man, just imagine, put yourself in that moment, like, what the fuck, that is crazy. That's just crazy that that really happened. Number four, climbing up the rigging was very dangerous. Sometimes pirates slipped and fell to their death. A merry life and a short one was the motto many lived by. I want to be a pirate. No, you don't, kid. Nope. Nope. you probably fall off some rigging and you're going to die. You'll be dead. Number five, when pirates boarded another ship, they were noisy and terrifying. The idea was to frighten the crew and passengers into quick surrender. Anyone who dared to fight back was thrown over the side. Now that one, that just is an example of something that came up a lot, was the idea of throwing things, people over the side. Like, terrifying, right? Your ship gets taken over and you just get thrown in the drink. Or, uh, they had like a strangely egalitarian system where... Maybe egalitarian is the wrong way to put it, but uh, but like the captain couldn't just be a tyrant, you know. He had to be uh, elected captain, and if he was a bad captain, they would just throw him over the side, man. <laughs> you know, mutiny. Never easier to mutiny than on a boat where you just throw your stupid captain over the side, and that's the end of it. So he had to be somewhat reasonable. And there's the classic walking the plank. Like I, I don't know how much that ever happened. There's no mention of it here. Because why bother? Everything's a plank. Just throw someone over. Boom. You don't need the pomp and circumstance. But man, terrifying idea. Like you just, your arms and legs are tied or whatever. And they just fucking make you topple off the side of a ship. And you just die. Whoa. Horrible. Number six. Many sailors on board captured ships were given the chance to become pirates themselves. If they refused, they would often be set free on their own ships without weapons. Some were marooned on desert islands or on boats with enough water to see them ashore. Men marooned on an island were allowed to keep a bottle of water, a flask of gunpowder, a gun, and some shot. That I just think is interesting because that's the opposite of the super brutalness of just like throwing someone overboard. Like there was a certain amount of uh, civility is too strong a word, but... You know, it's like, hey, you know, we're fucking this guy. We're fucking him hardcore, so let's give him a little bit of a chance. You know, here's a boat, or here's a bottle of water, here's a gun. Good luck, <laughs> you know? And I guess probably the reality is you just be on an island and live for a while and die. But at least you got a chance, you know? Like, that just seems so much less terrible. Like, maybe there's somehow, some way out of that weird situation. I don't know, I just uh, assume pirates would be kind of worse. Which, speaking of, number seven, if a pirate was caught stealing anything worth at least one piece of eight, he was marooned on a desert island or shot. The same punishment was given to men who kept secrets from the crew or who tried to escape. So, really, just that's what I don't get. Like, just don't do it, man. Don't steal anything. Don't keep secrets from the crew. <laughs> you know, don't refuse to do your work. You're stuck on the boat. You're stuck on the boat, dude. Do it. Just do it. Like... I just think it's amazing that they needed all these rules, that enough people thought they could worm their way out of being stuck on a boat with all these guys. Like, no, no, I'll be the one. I'll figure it out. I'll think of a way out of this. In a world where fucking 
If they didn't have a physician, the carpenter was the next one up because you know, fucking sawbones cut your legs off. Like, just stop it. Just do fall into line, for God's sake. <laughs> You're a pirate. And the way the book ends is, again, just in case any kids at this point were still uh, thinking maybe they would enjoy being a pirate if they ever get a chance to time travel. Many men were pirates only for a short while. The poor joined up to escape the drudgery and hardship of life ashore. Some were criminals running away from justice, others were sailors escaping the harsh life of the navy where they were treated no better than animals. At least all pirates were equal on board a ship, and they chose their own captain. Most dreamed of returning to shore as rich people, but in fact, only a few ever survived. Most were caught or died at sea. So. I wish I could be a pirate by Savior Perota. Easily, easily, hands down, the most hardcore pop-up book I have ever read. And now to stick with the pirate theme and uh, the idea that this was a kid's book that I read, uh, I'm gonna just play a little clip from the Idle Thumbs podcast. This is Sean Vanneman talking about visiting some friends and there were some neighbor kids that would come over and play Monkey Island with him. And I think it's a delightful little story. So I'm going to end with that. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next Monday with another episode. And all of my various stuff is at KeithCourage.com. Thank you very much. So I went to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the weekend because um, you can do that you very easily like flights are very cheap sure it's not like an extravagant thing to do even yeah. though it sounds like it is what i'm trying to say oh, okay and um while i was there the internet's been really bad there okay. at least where i was staying at my friend's mm-hmm. house um i don't know if it's because of hurricane sandy hurricane sandy kicked the shit out of areas of that island which is something you don't think about but anyway i didn't know they have anything to Dude, and the weather was really bad a couple of days. And uh, you were telling like, me you had to use a phone book first, which is in that was off. Yeah, we used a phone book, which was weird. Mm. This has got numbers in it, all everybody. Yeah, they got all those pages. It's got all those people in it. You can call anybody. It's incredible. Let's put that out there for anybody to use. My buddy and his wife and their little four-year-old live in this sort of like apartment complex, and there's lots of other families that live in there, and it's one of those neighborhoods um, that is. I, you forget that the rest of the world is like this because we're guys in our like late twenties, early thirties who live in San Francisco. Or just there's a knock at the door and then there's just a child there. And he's like, Oh hi, can I come in and play? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's yeah. like so I was hanging out and um there's a knock at the door and there's these two kids standing there, like an eight year like two like you're both eight, eight and nine. One of the kids name is Claude. Which <laughs> is a good name for a little kid. And uh, this girl, Maddie, standing there, like, uh, hey guys, I'm like, you're not Brian. I'm like, no, like, can we play and hang out? And I was like, uh, come in, I guess. And Brian has an iPad. So usually they just come over to like wait till the iPad comes out so they can play with the iPad. <laughs> and these kids, like, don't Classic have. Classic kid. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe this, but these, and, like, they don't have anything. <laughs> like, they don't have the things. other, the two kids who came over. Yeah. Like, these kids have like a few TV channels and they don't have things at all. So we're hanging out, and by hanging out, I mean like just quietly sitting there on the couch. And Claude's head is sort of like on a swivel, looking for an iPad. Like, how do I play with this thing? I was like, you guys want to play a video? And I was like, you guys want to play a video game? 
And like, yeah, like, uh, I think I have something on my laptop and I have like an eight year old MacBook Pro. So I opened up Scum VM and we played The Secret of Monkey Island for four oh, hours. That's awesome. For four hours. It was so fucking fun. Oh my God. It was so good. Because <laughs> I haven't like I played that game a little bit when we worked on Tails. But like, that's it. I haven't played that game in a long time. And I didn't play the game when when uh, it came out on iPad or anything like that. Oh, so you played Special Edition. Is this Monkey Island? Oh, music? no, you just played the old one on Scum VM. It's Monkey Island music. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I had these two eight-year-olds there. They was like, sitting on either side of me. And we had the laptop in the middle. And they would tell me what to say. And I kind of knew. I remembered where some things were. got, like, basic puzzle structure. Yeah. Right, but there was other shit. Like, putting those little puppies to sleep. Like, the poodles. Yeah, we got to poison not, the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Could not remember how to do that. And these kids have never played a video game. That's really distracting, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't keep talking. Go ahead. Yeah, these kids have never played a video game before. Uh-huh. And, I mean, they Maybe, they played some of that. Except on the iPad. Yeah, they played, like, little, like... But none of that stuff is narrative. They never, like... Okay, so... They've never played anything, like... The biases come out. <laughs> they've never played... A vi- you know, I mean, one with a story in it. One that's good. Says video game <laughs> industry writer Sean Vanneman. One that doesn't ask you to put in a coin right. all the time. Sure, yeah. But, uh... Oh, my gosh. It was... It's funny because playing that game made me realize all the things that I had done wrong for the past, like, five years. <laughs> <laughs> wow with like, my life no like, no no no. just like in just basic <laughs> i should have never gotten married oh my god <laughs> <laughs> just like basic like adventure game design and the things that actually matter and have like you get emotionally attached to in games and it was awesome like we would go up the first time we got stopped by one of the the when you're searching around the island trying to gather insult sword fighting uh-huh. lines, which they loved, by the way. Once they got yeah, figured that out, whole oh, big hit, big hit. Yeah. But the first time it stops, and Claude is like this, like he's this really quiet kid, and like you can tell, like he's very quiet at school and doesn't like to get pushed around. And um, he's sitting there, and I get stopped by this pirate, and. The guy's like, hey, what do you stop me for? And it comes up and you can say, like, nice night we're having. <laughs> or you can say, I'm Guybrush Threepwood, prepared prepare to die. Yeah. And I was like, I'm reading the choices. They can read, but I'm looking at him like, how about I'm Guybrush Threepwood, prepare to die? He's like, no. Like, add, like, <laughs> like, do not say that. He will kill you. I was like, I think we're going to be okay, Claude. He's like, no, you cannot say that. And I was like, okay. And he's like, and Claude's like, nice night we're having. I'm like, fine. So every single time we stopped one of those pirates on the path, we always ultimately had to fight them. Yeah. But Claude's first choice every single time was, was like to try and, and it like, became fun. Like tone down the yeah, situation. Like, nice yeah. night we're having. Yeah. <laughs> like, knowing that we're gonna have to fight this guy. <laughs> that was so that's awesome. It was though. so funny. That's the best, because he's not polluted by all of the like, oh, it's an adventure game, so it'll turn out fine anyway. Or like right, right. we're gonna have to do this, so we might as well just like have fun. Like right. for him, like, it's like it's oh, an actual reaction like to my a brother got his fucking ass kicked three weeks ago. You know, that right. sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like he's basing it on just like what he knows about real world threats. You know, like, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, so it just he started we all started laughing about it. And I think he found it started to find it funny where we'd get so in these like fights. being casual. The every ner- single yeah, time, the nurse, yeah. Ner- like after like our seventh <laughs> one, he's like, I hear, I hear him the moment he pulls up. He's like, nice night we're having. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fun. Oh, the best. it was so fun. It was the most fun I've had playing a video game in a long time like it was Jake a different got slammed it was a different type of fun than you and i had playing spelunky 
but it was like i was as i walked away from the experience as sort of like feel goody about games right. that i had in a long time yeah, yeah, yeah and uh it was also like jokes that like there's so there's the troll on the bridge and he's like you must give me something of no importance but so whatever and you have to give him the red herring right that that took a minute yeah <laughs> like, i just did it and they're like why does he want that fish how did you he just ate it why did you know how did you know that he wanted that like, right. okay guys look okay <laughs> so I'm, like, explaining All right, there's this to, concept explaining to these second graders what a yeah. red herring is yeah who are from another country yeah <laughs> like i guess they're it's a british i mean it's it was colonialized so i think they probably know the turn of phrase but um yeah, that was really fun. But also, they didn't know what like Lucas Arts was. Of course. So like, right. there's the Lucas Arts hint yeah. line out there no in the forest. They were, yeah. They're like, well, this is weird. They understood what the Coke machine was, the grog machine. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. That's uh, awesome. Out of curiosity, how far did you guys get? We got. Like, did you complete the three trials? We beat the Swordmaster. We got the. Um, you get the treasure. Treasure. We. You steal from the governor's mansion? No, we we had to, we ended up just it was literally the best. The only reason we stopped is because they had to go to dinner. Because it was like okay, it was no 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 like Brian it was like okay guys, it's dinner time here. You guys gotta leave, and they instantly were like gotta go boom and bolted like no goodbyes. Like <laughs> it was just a classic kids, kids thing. Hilarious. So, yeah. Hey guys, it's dinner time. Whoop! Like made a beeline. They're like that was fun. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Did yeah. you let them know that it's available on iPad so that they could just badger the hell out of your friend? Right. I told Brian that it was on <laughs> iPad. Well, what I'm going to do is um, their internet's been really bad. Like, they can't download anything there. Like, anything. Like, we, it's really bad. It's like 56K modem bad right now for some reason. So I'm loading up a USB key with, like, a bunch of stuff on it for him. Like, every episode, like, 15 episodes of The Bugle and I'm also going to include... Sending him, like, internet care package? <laughs> yeah. It's better bandwidth than it is if he's... <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to load it up with ScumVM. But that's awesome of, that you played through games. that game with a bunch of kids. Like, the, you said they're, like, eight, nine? Eight or nine. Yeah. I, Maddie was nine and Cloud was eight. Like, yeah, I so wasn't, second I wasn't and third grade. quite that age when playing those games, but that was probably the age you guys were when, yeah. when Monkey Island yeah. 1 and 2 came out. That's, like, the age of my younger brother and, like, sort of our well, collective friend group was around I was there. younger than that when they came out, but when I played them, that's probably... Once they, yeah, once they got in okay. their hands, yeah. Yeah, I was like twelve when I or twelve when I played Full Throttle. 13. Like I yeah, twelve. Oh, it was just you. You hit wonderful. the like perfect point on the graph of best adventure game experience because I feel like all those old LucasArts games, even though I think that the people who made them thought they were making them for like fifteen to twenty five year olds, mm-hmm. they're so yeah, cool. Well, Ron Gilbert and, has said that in the past. Yeah. Like he said that to us. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're so cool and enigmatic and just weird and just interesting in every possible way at least they were to me uh-huh. when i was that age like before i knew quite what the rules of a story were or what the rules of a game were yeah. or even yeah, yeah, like yeah. before i even fully understood like what comedy is entirely like before it was like in mm-hmm. my brain yeah. like what's a joke right so it, was, it is just this crazy experience of like this weird input output with your brain that you don't yeah. entirely know how you're progressing the story mm-hmm. but you also yep. you do know you're solving problems but yeah. then also playing an adventure game with a friend is or just with someone else mm-hmm. is always awesome. Oh, or yeah. even like playing an adventure game with someone and you've played it and they haven't and mm-hmm. getting the the vicarious you're enjoying okay. this so I get to see it through fresh yeah, eyes. Yeah. So like Yeah. I think the best. the state that you describe um is one of the reasons that for me Monkey Island one and two work so much more than the ones after it. Is be- like Monkey Island three is ver- is much more conventionally funny and conventionally attractive right. than, than Monkey Island 1 and 2 was Monkey Island 1 and 2 
and I don't know how much of this was deliberate, you know, on Ron's part and how much of it was um, just sort of a, a byproduct of like what they were going for and what the tech was at the time and so right, on. Fidelity. But almost, like, yeah, yeah, but there's a, there's, they, it exists in this very strange, like um, hazy area of fiction to me where it's not quite like funny all the time, but it's, but it is, it has a certain lightness to it, mm-hmm. but the lightness has like a weird patina over it. It has like a nervous energy to it. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, nervous yeah, energy yeah, is a yeah, great yeah. phrase for that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, I think it's really amazing. And I think that it really heightens it, you know, when Jake, as you say, when you're at that particular age where you're still figuring out what all these things are. It was so cool to watch their minds just be blown yeah. by the fact that like they feel like, and it's also neat not because the Bahamas is technically like a not part of the Caribbean. It's like above the Caribbean, mm-hmm. technically. It's not in the Caribbean Sea, but like they live on an island, which is essentially sure. they're an archipelago. Like mm-hmm. it is essentially the Caribbean. They've been around sort of like the concept of pirates mm-hmm. and voodoo mm-hmm. and all these things. And we're playing this game, so they have all these expectations for it. And they walk. We walk through the. On, we're on Melee Island. We walk through the, the town and. It don't make sense to them. There's a governor's mansion that makes total sense to them because there is a big ass governor's mansion in Nassau. <laughs> yeah. So this is all, and then we walk into the woods and there's a fucking circus tent, and it was like, pfft, that was a huge hit. You know, like just like, <laughs> oh, there's a circus out here. Like, I was like what? They couldn't get enough. It was awesome. And That's then amazing. Fo- yeah, following the shopkeeper. That because what was great is we'd already been playing for a couple hours, and they got used to the pace and in, in dy- like the dynamic, the non dynamic nature of a lot of the setups, mm-hmm. like. Sure, there are some guys who walk in down the buildings in the town. They sort of eventually like, realize those guys were set dressing, though. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when we're walking through those scenes, we're just catching the tail end of the shopkeeper moving through. They're like, follow him, follow him, follow him. And they're like, oh, my God, what if he gets away? And, like... Uh, that's oh, so good. Yeah, it was it was really, really, really wonderful. Yeah. And also, it's just, like, it's so valuable to go back and just... It was, like, such a valuable experience. I guarantee you, like, whatever the heck I end up, like, make next, like, that it, that is just, like, a going to impact it like that experience like all the things that the game did right and being able to see it through fresh eyes like that and also just it had been long enough to where i forgot to you had to follow the guy so he leaves the first time and they're like take everything and i'm like guys we have everything (laughs) (laughs) like like like, take take that take uh, guys we can't it's not part of the thing we can take yeah and they were like don't just steal everything (laughs) (laughs) and then so he leaves and they're like i hit the bell when he comes back in they all laugh and it's all the nerve because like, their nervous energy yeah. isn't, like, mm-hmm. is also coming out of right, them. Like, where is that guy? And then when he's just right. whoop. And they're like, yeah, that timing on him opening the door the moment you hit the bell. Yep. Oh, my. It's so good. It's so good. It's it, down to the millisecond great. And uh, but then when the concept of like, I forgot that you had to follow him. But they were like, follow him. I was like, oh, my God, they're right. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, you know. Yeah. And uh, I had forgotten. And it was just. Yeah, it was really great. I don't really have much more to say about it other than just... Yeah, that yeah. sounds like an amazing experience. Yeah, it was really great. Good.